Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 2905, How Much Sleep Do You Need? by Ross Enemite of rostraining.com. And I'm Justin Mollick, your personal narrator, except on the extra Sunday bonus episodes where I share an episode from another podcast in the Optimal Living Daily Network. Today's coming from my brother's show, Optimal Health Daily. You can find and follow or subscribe to Optimal Health Daily wherever you're listening to this. And with that, here's my brother, Dr. Neil, with the post and commentary as we optimize your life. How Much Sleep Do You Need? by Ross Enemite of rostraining.com. Many years ago, I wrote an article about training with a newborn. At the time, my son was three and my daughter was only eight months old. It was rare that I ever slept more than a few hours at a time. Now that my kids are older, nine and seven, and my life has changed, it's a good time to readdress the topic. Not only do I continue to receive questions about sleep, but I've also seen my name falsely referenced as someone who hardly sleeps. This isn't entirely true. I might not sleep as much as my dog, but I'm not opposed to sleep either. Therefore, I'll use this entry to examine just how much sleep you need to function both physically and mentally. Full disclosure. For starters, I don't claim to be an authority on sleep or sleep deprivation. I can, however, share my experiences as an athlete, business owner, and parent. I'm a real person who lives an active life. I have obligations and responsibilities other than myself. I'm not writing this entry after napping all day in a college dorm. Instead, I'm writing as a regular person who lives a busy life and doesn't always sleep as much as he probably should. With that said, I've experimented with just about every possible sleep arrangement, so I have a few things to say on the subject. The real world. Earlier this week, I saw a so-called fitness celebrity recommend that everyone get at least 10 hours of sleep a night. I literally laughed out loud as I read his comments. I'm not a betting man, but I'd be willing to bet that the person who shared that opinion didn't have kids and wouldn't recognize a real day of work if it smacked him in the face. Speaking for myself, my day typically begins at 5 a.m. each morning. For me to get 10 hours of sleep, I'd need to be in bed by 7 p.m., which would mean abandoning my children at practice since they are usually still on the baseball or soccer field at that time. I'm guessing the kids, as well as the police, wouldn't react very well to driving themselves home and my blog would be non-existent if I had to go to sleep at 7 p.m. each night. My evening hours are typically spent working on my website and catching up with emails. If I couldn't do it at night, it wouldn't happen at all. There's no other time. What really happens? I've read countless studies about sleep, and most experts recommend that adults receive somewhere between 7 and 9 hours a night. Occasionally, you may find recommendations outside this range, but you'll rarely see anyone strongly oppose the 7 to 9 hour estimate. Personally speaking, nine hours isn't an option for me. I average closer to six hours a night. There are nights when I occasionally get an extra hour or maybe an hour less, but I rarely stray too far from that six-hour average. And while six hours might not seem like a lot, it's much more than I was getting when my kids were first born. Six hours seems like an eternity when I think back to those sleepless nights. A few suggestions. 
I'm not sharing my story to suggest that six hours of sleep is ideal for everyone, but rather to provide a real-world example of a healthy and busy adult. In the past, I've seen the six-hour range linked to obesity and other health problems. I'm living proof that it doesn't need to be that way. I'm a firm believer that what you do while you are awake is just as important as what happens at night. I'm hardly ever sick, and I wake up energized most mornings. My philosophy in regards to sleep is to get what I need without overdoing it. I'm also a firm believer in quality over quantity. I'd rather get six hours of deep sleep rather than tossing and turning for eight hours. A few tips that have worked well for me include the following. Tip number one, follow a routine. Regular change isn't good when it comes to sleep. Go to bed at the same time and wake up at the same time. Tip number two, get outside for fresh air during the day and sleep in complete darkness at night. Tip number three, short naps can help to recharge your batteries, but keep them brief. Long naps tend to disrupt sleep at night. Tip number four, stay away from all electronics at night. Turn off the television and stay away from all mobile devices. Tip number five, I'll say it again, stay away from your phone. You don't need to check Facebook or Twitter if you wake up to use the bathroom. Tip number six, get plenty of exercise during the day. Tip number seven, eat nutrient-rich foods, don't overeat, and leave the junk alone. I've always found that the better I eat, the better I sleep. And tip number eight, sleep at a comfortable temperature. It's difficult to sleep well if you're too hot or too cold. Habit. Furthermore, it's important to note that we all become accustomed to whatever we do on a regular basis. First, we make our habits, and then our habits make us. For instance, if you are used to sleeping nine hours, but only sleep six tonight, you can expect to wake up tired tomorrow. That doesn't mean nine hours is necessarily better than six. It's just what you've become used to over time. In other words, we typically need the amount of sleep that we are used to getting. Any disruption to our normal cycle, meaning less or more, will leave us feeling less than optimal. When my kids were first born, I was lucky to get three or four hours of sleep a night. I adapted to the lack of sleep out of necessity. It wasn't difficult to choose between being broke and being tired. I had a family to provide for, so beauty sleep didn't rank very high on my priority list. Eventually, I became comfortable dealing with limited sleep. It didn't happen overnight, but as the months passed, it became part of my daily routine. Now that my kids are older, I'd feel like a zombie if I only had three hours of sleep. It's been years since I had to live that way on a regular basis. With that in mind, if you ever do need to change your sleep habits, recognize that it won't be easy at first and the best adjustments are made gradually over time. No new parents wake up feeling chipper every morning after being up all night. It takes time to adapt to change. It is possible though to function well with less than the commonly recommended eight or nine hours. Final thoughts. In summary, there are certainly days when I wish I could sleep more. Based on my schedule, it just isn't an option. Unless someone volunteers to pay my bills, I will continue to sleep less than most people. If you find yourself in a similar position, take comfort in knowing that you aren't alone. And as long as you take care of your body during the time that you are awake, you'll still have a chance to live a healthy and vibrant life. You just listened to the post titled, How Much Sleep Do You Need? by Ross Enemite of rosstraining.com. Sometimes when folks hear about these recommendations that they should get seven to nine hours of sleep every night, it actually stresses them out more and they end up losing sleep thinking about the sleep that they're losing. 
So when we do look at the science, Ross is correct that the human body seems to need seven to nine hours each night of uninterrupted sleep to maintain optimal health and wellness. Compare that to a cat or a dog where they can sleep for five or 10 minutes and then spring back to life and they feel just fine. We as human beings are built a little differently. We need seven to nine hours of uninterrupted sleep most nights to allow our bodies to go in and out of the stages of deep sleep or REM sleep. That's that deep restorative sleep that allows our bodies to recover from the day's stresses. Without that deep restorative sleep, that's when illness starts to creep in. But that only happens after months and or years of not getting that deep restorative sleep. But if you do end up getting six hours of sleep a night or on the higher end and are lucky enough to get 10 hours of sleep a night, well, that's fine, just as long as you feel good the next day. And I completely agree with Ross that what you do while you are awake has a huge impact on your overall health and wellness. So sleep is just one part of the equation. So don't stress too much about it because of course, that will influence your sleep quality. And instead, focus on those things that you can control, feel good about what you've accomplished, and chances are, your sleep will be that much better. All right, really quickly before I go, you can hear a lot more blogs being narrated to you for free. To subscribe to our other podcasts, just search for Optimal Living Daily. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your Monday. I'll be back here tomorrow with a post from regular contributor, Roger Lawson, and where your optimal life awaits.